That was interesting. Yes. Uh, are, are, we, are we ready to roll? Yeah. All right. And now, from beautiful Austin-adjacent Leander, Texas, the most prolific independent film, entertainment, and comedy podcast in the world. <laughs> we talk shit about movies so you don't have to. Ladies and gentlemen, we, we are the film thugs. Let that word resound. He's Clarkson, I'm Jim, and from we welcome you. And from mountain to mountain. <laughs> Across this broad land, we welcome you to our home. Yes. Um, boy, what a, uh, what a week, what a week. What a week it has been. Yeah. Uh, evidently, trolling how has now got a new art king, and his name is Donald. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. But before we get into that, H-E-B unleashed another weird soda. Oh. I'm going to see. I'm going to taste it, see if it identifies me. Then you try it, see. Right. they So far, we have had their sangria. Yep. And their watermelon slice. Ugh. Okay. I think you'll be able to identify the flavor. It's just not a particularly good flavor. That's awful. Peach? Yeah, peach. Nope. (laughs) It it tastes like very watered down old peaches. Mm. Just peachy. Sight and out of mind. Wow. Yeah, H-E-B. Committee with that one. H-E-B does some good shit, but they also do that. (laughs) They can't all be winners. Yeah, not not at all. Not in the slightest. Um, I have, there's something that I really love. There's a specific type of racism that I love, and that is the the good-hearted white person who's determined not to be racist saying some really racist shit. It's the best. I'm looking directly at you, Kelly Osborne. <laughs> um, for those who don't know, her statement, if Donald Trump got rid of all the Mexicans, who's going to clean your toilets? I, her heart, very much in the right place. But when you're the woman who's like, yeah, I'm severing all ties with this network because a woman made a bad joke about someone with dreadlocks, and you make a statement that essentially is, the Mexicans, they real good at the toilet cleaning. <laughs> you need... To shut the fuck up in every imaginable goddamn way because fuck you. Yeah. And I'm sorry, that just comes off as the most cond. Oh, who's going to clean your toilet? No. Yeah. <laughs> who's going to clean my toilet? No. <laughs> I, what I'm basically saying is I'm all right with there being an underclass of people who simply have no choice but to do the menial labor none of us want to do. Don't no, you know what that's what? what they do. Don't you know what what? Yes. That's what that statement is. That's what Mexico and Eastern Europe are for. Mm-hmm. Who else should be your nannies? Um, uh. <clears throat> but not everything horrible this week has been of that nature. Uh, evidently, Roger Corman still holds the record for the best Fantastic Four movie. I saw it. You did? Yeah. Okay. I had the uh, yen for some Alamo Draft House. Okay. And I thought, well, two birds with one stone. Mm-hmm. Let's go see this thing. You and Nicole. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. How bad? From what I'm, from what I'm told, basically, Reed Richards uses his stretchy power to jump over a railing once, 
And that's about it. No, no, no more than that. The uh, Again, I have to take my uh, metaphorical hat off to yeah. the internet fanboys. I all use that. Uh, right. Uh, comic book purists. Yeah. Um, even just regular movie reviewers for being so over the top with their universal condemnation of this. Mm-hmm. It, it set my standards so low walking yeah. in that I was like, oh, Okay. This isn't Superman the movie, but it isn't Ernest Goes to Camp right, either. So, right. Uh, it's a mess. So it's not a great movie, but it's also not the best movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's not... It's, I hear it as an absolute mess. I hear down to the point mess. that uh, you could tell when they did reshoots because they didn't even bother matching Katie Mara's, Kate Mara's hair. Yeah. From yeah. the old to the new, so uh, shot it's to a shot. Mess. Of, yeah. Uh, I, apparently the director and the studios ha- were at odds. Mm-hmm. Uh, the studio heads were at odds, and uh, whatever. I'm, I mean, it, it's it's way chopped up. There right. are parts of it that you can you can see the bones of an interesting take. Right. I think it's too different of a take. Yeah. For the subject matter. Okay. I'm, I'm, I mean, the source material. Uh-huh. Uh The previous two movies were so bad. Well, the first one was just there. Yeah. The second one was so... Aggressively bad. Awful, in your face. Uh-huh. It was like it was being made by fans, that, uh, 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 people who hated the Fantastic right. Four. Right, right. So, as I told Mark Clapp, friend of ours, Vern of the show, I said, look, man, if Doctor Doom doesn't surf in this, it's a triumph. Right. Doctor Doom does not surf in this. Okay. Um, Doctor Doom is it's weird take on... Everything's weird. Yeah, it's just it's ag- aggressively dark uh-huh. in some places where you just don't expect that to happen. Like Doctor Doom has, like anyone's gonna fucking see this thing. He has telepathic powers, right? Given to him by this other dimension's energy source, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But he's just killing, blowing people's heads up, left and right as he walks out of the facility. Uh-huh. It's just kind of strange because the motivation is he was left there you think he'd be mad that he was left mm-hmm. in the process of the story it's all about right. teleportation to this other dimension. yeah yeah that's it and it's basically all of that till the very end and then there's a battle the thing where it's better than uh the burnt child molester right. Right. looking thing from the previous movies yeah it's kind of goofy. Yeah. Big human eyes and it's so difficult it's to do just that. It's so weird. It, it's it's I can't I can't even begin. Right. I I'm also in agreement with Mark when uh, Mark Lapp when he says we should just scrub the thing and have She-Hulk. Yeah. Why not? I mean what the well, fuck? The thing is right now the only reason they're still doing them is because Fox has to produce a Fantastic Four movie to keep it yeah. every couple of years to keep it and this one might be the one that has them go. You know what? Obviously, nothing can be done with this property. Just fucking get rid of it. Well, it's so it's so different. Yeah. In some places, it's almost like an independent film take on it. Okay. But mainly because the budget is so gossamer. Right. I mean, comparatively, for things like this. Yeah. It's pretty thin, and you can feel it. And you can see all the stitches where this thing was put back together and uh. taken apart. Um, but it's not. It's just... You know, shoot yourself in the head awful, as some people say. See, I, it has its moments, but it's overall, it's it's just a mess. It's not... I think the trailers made it look okay. Like, not terrible, not good. The trailers the made, trailer it look, made it look... all right. Yeah, it made it look really interesting. But yeah, it just... Johnny it, Storm, <laughs> the star. Yeah, He's yeah. He's fantastic in it. That Saw guy is fucking awesome. Trailer for Creed in front of it. Oh, oh yeah. hell yes. Uh, um, it's... it. He's really good. Uh-huh. Um, 
can't remember the actor's name. It plays his father. Oh, oh, oh Re- uh, Reggie. Uh, yeah, from House of Cards. Yeah, Reggie Kathy. Yeah. yeah, he's that guy's fucking, fucking awesome. Great. Yeah, he's great in it. He's one of those actors where saying he's great in something is just a non-statement yeah. because it's that's what he they're does. They're good. Their yeah. chemistry's good. Uh-huh. Um, I, I would have preferred more of that. If it had been more of a, it's obviously more of a quote-unquote real-world take. Right. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's what it sands all the Joss Whedon kind of one-liners and yeah. quote-unquote fun mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of that. I think that. Um, People have gotten used to a certain kind of product from Marvel, even though it's a Sony product, right? Uh, that they just didn't get it. Well, even if this had been perfect, even if yeah. they had done exactly what the director wanted, uh-huh. I think even then it would have been so different that people are like, why is this so dark? Well, wham, it's, wham, people wham. are missing the point with the dark things. Like the the Nolan Nolan made great, basically set set it up to where oh they have to be dark, they have to be gritty, they have to be this. Well, that's that's Batman. Well, but here's the thing. Those movies are not good because they're dark. They're good no. because they're good. Good and appropriate to the character. Yeah, and appropriate to the character and everything. They're well thought out, well developed stories, all of that. And in it's the typical, you know, I, I go with the Chris Hardwick statement. The Simpsons was popular. The studio takeaway was people like animated movie, animated shows where the people are yellow. That they take the most surface thing away from it. It was like, no, you got a good filmmaker and let that filmmaker make a good film. You didn't start doing it and then going, oh, well, you know, we really need, we got to have more toys. We got to have this, it's got to move quicker. You didn't do that. You let them make a good film. Right. And until they do that, then these Fantastic Fours are going to keep being a disaster, an absolute disaster. Yeah. Um, I, I really, I think we might be nearing a point where Fox just has to say, okay, Marvel, it's yours again. Do something well, with it. Well, especially since you know. he's, you know, if I can get to be, take off my, uh, put on my fanboy hat. Yeah. He was mentioned in Civil War or Avengers 2 about, uh-huh. um, I think it's Civil War, not Civil War, uh, Winter Soldier. Okay. That uh, Steven, you know, the S.H.I.E.L.D. keeps tabs on all the people, all these gifted yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. And they mention Reed Richards and Stephen uh-huh. Strange. Okay. Because they want a big world. Right, yeah, and yeah. I want to see all of these things together. They'll have to during the yeah. Infinity Gauntlet thing because mm-hmm. that basically brings in the entire Marvel universe. They're putting it. They're they're pro, they're trying to gear shit up. I think the toughest thing for them to get is going to be X Men, which is stupid because you, you're an Fox is an idiot for not wanting to get in on that. Here's what I think is happening. Jackman has said his next is the last Wolverine he's going to yeah. do. I don't think they're going to try and... I think they realize we lose Jackman as Wolverine, we might need to be out of the Wolverine business because we're not going to be... Give give Marvel that nightmare. Let them deal with recasting Wolverine. Because if we do it, it's just going to bottom out. We've lost... Like, let's let that property go. But who knows? I mean, I who know. knows how the fuck they work it? If there's still money to be made, they're going to hold on oh, to hell your yeah. life. Oh, I, mean, yeah. I can't really blame them, but... This, not in the slightest, uh, yeah. This is just... It's it's just kind of baffling, but right. it's not, it's not doom surfing, man. It mm-hmm. just fucking isn't. There's there's not the total disrespect of the subject matter. I guess <laughs> it would depend on who you're talking to, right? I mean, okay. I was just looking at it from honestly the one of the first times, not looking at it as a comic book fan. I'm like, okay. where's the movie? And right. as a movie, it's a fucking mess. Okay. I, I mean, but there are you can, there are moments there are moments where you see oh. There's where that would have been interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting take. Oh, shit, they can't pull this together. Uh-huh. Second act. There, I hear there's no second act. No, no, yeah. it's just kind of 
Yeah. Blah. Yeah, I heard that there is no second act of it's, Witch it's to Speak a, in this. No, and then all of a sudden, yeah. we're, in, we're in the third. Right. And uh, you're kind of looking around going, oh, I, I guess I won't order another beer. Yeah. Alamo, thank I, you. I guess much. we're good here. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. So, um, but lowered expectations yeah. helped a lot. Do you know what I actually have pretty high expectations for? Looks like Ryan Reynolds might have actually found the right fucking property for himself. Yeah. Because the Deadpool ads, if they if the movie delivers half of what the ads are showing, it's it's going to be fucking dead on. Yeah. Have you seen the Red Band trailer? Oh yeah. Fucking brilliant. Yes. Wonderful. Exactly what you'd want. And that man has wanted to be a superhero for so long. I love the green Green Lantern jab. Yes. Don't make it green. <laughs> or animated like. Pfft. You look like an avocado had sex with an older avocado. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like Freddy, fuck a topical map of Utah. <laughs> that looks good. And, you know, Ryan Reynolds is one of those guys that everything I've seen of him, I like. You know, a, a, as a guy, he seems like a person that I would like. Yeah. And I'd like to see him have a success. After the unfucking mitigated disaster nightmare. That was Green Lantern because it was yeah. an unfucking mitigated Absolutely. disastrous yeah. nightmare. Yes. I really want to see this cat pull something off that's good in this genre. Yeah. Um but yeah. Uh this looks like he might have nailed it. This looks like he might have nailed it. Speaking of not nailing it, we uh I don't know if you've seen the ads for it on TV, but Craig Robinson who was on The Office, and he's in Hot Tub mm-hmm. Time Machine, yep. has a TV show now called Mr. Robinson. Oh, yeah. And we watched the pilot episode. Well, no. We watched to the first commercial break and then said, nope. Wow. Stopped watching. To give you an idea of the dialogue, okay, so he's in a band. They're playing at this bar, and a girl walks in that he recognized. A woman walks in, and he's like, oh, and then goes over and talks to her, and she's like, hey, you're the one who stood me up on prom night. And then she leaves, like immediately, doesn't even touch the glass of wine it's brought for. And he's like, man, you shouldn't have stood her up on prom night. I had to, though. That was the first big gig that our band was playing, so I didn't have a choice. And I'm a substitute teacher, and now I know where she teaches, so I'm going to go be a substitute at her school so that I... Yeah. Like, that's almost... uh, The second part wasn't there, but the... I had no choice because our... Yeah, that's your brother who's in the band. He knows why you skipped. You're saying this to him so we get it. Instead of holding that out for later... Right. No, it's, it's, it was dreadful. It was fucking horrible. Like, like one of those things where you could hear the laugh... You knew it was a laugh track, but yeah. even the laugh track was kind of like... Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it, it was terrible. And, I mean, it's a comedy on NBC, so it's not going to last. NBC yeah. does the critically acclaimed... Office 30 Rock type stuff well now. This is going to be horrible. And apparently Ken uh, Ken Jong, the, the doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, he's got a sitcom coming up. Yeah. And I have a feeling that is what's going to happen to that one as well. Probably. Yeah, just, there's too much of an effort being put in it. Uh, Man, I watched an awful comedy on Thursday. Hmm. It was on Fox News. <laughs> I didn't uh, watch a second of it. Yeah. You, Not a fucking second of it. I don't watch any real yeah. sports. So, uh, except, you know, UFC and this. Yeah. As I, as I said, I think I won the debate did. because you I did. didn't watch did. a second of it. I did. I watched most of it. I nodded off towards the end where mm-hmm. nobody was making any points. Right. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you have 10 people on this before the pregame debate. Yeah. Uh, 10 people on this particular debate. 
if you spread it out equally, uh-huh. they if you spread out the time equally, each candidate would have had six minutes. Of course, they didn't. No, of course not. Um, not that I really needed mm. to hear what some of the others had to yeah. say, or any of them had to say by the end of the night. But the only thing funnier than this is going to be when the dinosaur brawl for it all happens when the Democrats finally go at it. Oh God, yeah, that's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Yep. All I know is I, I know things. All I know is I will be voting for the person who won't win. So, right. Um, um, no matter what, I I don't know who I don't know who my party's nominating. I don't but uh, well, we also th- there's a great graphic that they put up where it's like uh, libertarians are not allowed to be on debates because they ha- you have to have you have to be polling at at least like fifteen percent, and libertarians put up this thing. Okay, that means of everyone who was at the Republican debate, if they were held to that standard, only Donald Trump. <laughs> yes. Only Donald Trump. Right. So, the fuck, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just, that, that, the whole thing is so gross to me. It is. I mean, it, it's it's a troll job, right? It, this is some WWE level work. Exactly. See, It's people, amazing. Just the, pe- dude, dude, the, dude, the, the nice people out there, do you see what I've been saying for years? Uh-huh. If you understand... Professional wrestling, old school professional wrestling, yeah. and, and and how that is done. Uh-huh. To understand American politics. Yep. Or electoral politics. Yeah. Anyway. Actually, it's amazing. Speaking of, I I can't believe we're 17 minutes in and we have not bid a fond farewell to Mister oh, Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper, yeah. Dusty Rhodes, uh-huh. Roddy Piper, and Hulk Hogan's career all died. Yep. Ah. Uh, yeah. It's rough. Here's how I look at it with... with I told you, motherfuckers, Roddy was right. Yeah. Roddy, here's, here's my feelings on Roddy. Roddy Piper was the proto The Rock in that he's not a bad guy. He's not a good guy. Oh. He's not... Oh, he was a fucking villain back in the day. He but at the same villain. time, he was so wildly popular that it's like he's a villain, but not he, in a... He, he became wildly popular yeah. towards the end. Back, well, part of that is because he was so charismatic that oh, it's like... Absolutely. He'll well, tell the audience to go to hell, but everybody loved him because right. he was... He had... The, you saw that video I posted. Mm-hmm. The bits where he's walking in, holding that face, and the audience is going nuts, and you see that little fucking smile. Yeah. He loved performing yeah. so much. That even though he was a villain, you saw that love of it, and people were like, "I fucking love." You Hot had to Rod. have that villain, yeah, to make Hogan's hero, yeah, that much more of a hero, right? WrestleMania right. one basically was carried, yeah, by Roddy Piper, yeah, basically. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone knows Terry Bollea slash Hulk Hogan, not yeah. the best ring guy. But that's not yeah. what it's about. Yeah, it's about his charisma, and right? Taking your vitamins, saying your prayers, and all that shit. Roll all maniacs out there. You know, Vince put all of his chips on that. Yeah, yeah. And quite literally, everything was mortgaged to the hilt. Right. He said, okay, let's make this work. Mm-hmm. And remember, if it hadn't worked, that'd have been it. Mm-hmm. Over. Yeah. Completely bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Or just some podunk promotion. Right. TNA. Um, it, <laughs> terrible. Right. It came off a massive success uh-huh. due in large part by fucking Roddy Piper. Yeah, yeah, because he's... People- he fucking Mr. T. He had to carry his ass who he wanted yeah. to kill. Uh-huh. Uh, Paul Orndorff literally, really wanted to kill Mr. T in real life, not just cutting a promo. Yeah. Went to the hotel looking for his ass. 
Uh, it was bad news. This could all have been just blown uh, up. Yeah, this but could have been a bad Ryan show. Ryan Piper kept that shit together. Piper, yeah, there, he was one of those guys that even as a bad guy felt like, he's a villain, but he's not a bad guy. I kind of like this dude, you know? Right, right. And the bit from that that I thought was perfect was him with Stone Cold. He yeah. fucking slaps him and gets slapped back and just like, I kind of like you. Yeah. And yeah. them, like, that's one of those things where for someone like Stone Cold, even though he was legend in his own yeah, right, High, you know, high cheers in the beers with Roddy Piper had to be like, yeah, that fuck everything else. That's the high point. Sure, that is the career high point. But yeah, he's one of those dudes that when he was finished, all of the videos and stuff he did where it was him working with kids and all. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, he was a good, uh, the best of us. Oh yeah, and couldn't even though he was playing the villain, couldn't really hide the fact that he was. Well, after a certain point, because there was a point in his career where he went back and forth, face right. and, and heel. Um, mm-hmm. In different promotions, but at some point you you're so popular, to transcend all that. Yeah. It doesn't really matter what you do. Uh-huh. You, you just people like you. Yeah, yeah. And then when you get to that stage, then you kind of almost have to say, "Okay, I'm going to be playing the bad guy." Right. So people are like, "Oh, you." Yes, exactly. You know, uh huh. But, but yeah, he was a legend, and mm-hmm. it's fucking terrible. It is. But he went in his sleep. Yeah. That's about the most anyone can hope for. Yep. So. Um. So, but it's it's sad. Ugh. Well, to back on to movies, I watched three films this week. Mm-hmm. I watched Unfinished Business, based off your recommendation. And you're right, Dave Franco fucking destroyed. Yep. <laughs> don't don't say your name. Mike Pancake. <laughs> and the fact that it's singular, singular, Pancake, Pancake, not pancakes. No, Pancake. <laughs> and that he's a straight up. He was mentally challenged. Yes. <laughs> But here's here's what's interesting. That movie barely counts as a comedy. Not in that it wasn't funny, but it was like, this is a fun, this has some funny moments in it. But Jesus Christ, this is serious as hell. Yeah, yeah. the family stuff going yeah, on yeah. with his son alone was just, oh my god. And yeah. they're going back to and the the desperation. The, I got what you were saying now, and when you said there was like an earnestness to it that was. Well, yeah, you kind of it kind of turned crap. your head around a little bit. Yeah, but. It helps to put some more meat on the bones of, yeah. of what would otherwise be, you know, uh-huh. just a collection of gags. Right. It really, you're, I can't argue that. I can't argue that at all. Although it's a bit much. Right. But yeah, yeah it was, it's funny. La- last night, just out of curiosity, we watched The Duff. Oh, yeah. And it, it's a riff on Pygmalion. Um right. And everything in it is so screamingly obvious. It, you can almost write it out beat for beat what's going to happen. But it's one of those that what I, what I love, that girl is the ugly fat friend in Hollywood. Yeah. What the fuck? What the actual fuck? Yeah, what are you talking about? Jesus. And, you know, it's, it's exactly a my, it is my fair lady. Mm. That's almost like fucking beat for beat. Granted, there's that uh, gorgeous redhead who was in the, uh, um, that Lifetime movie where she was the dancer who was on heroin. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. That woman, god damn. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, a good one. Yeah, but the deaf, interesting. Then I saw Lost Soul, The Doomed Journey of Richard Stanley's The Island of Dr. Morell. Right. <sighs> People can say whatever they want. Evidently, Val Kilmer, worst fucking person in the world. <laughs> Absolute asshole. The best line I heard was they talked about, uh, what's his name? Um, Brando's contempt for what he does. Brando mm-hmm. seems to have contempt yeah. for being an actor. But the best part is when all the shit was getting going, 
he talked about Richard Stanley's a fucking weird guy. He talked about a warlock that he knew who uh, what just all of his fixes work. So he fixed it. You know, he he did incantation spell all that so that I would be able so that Brando would be okay with me directing the movie. And essentially, what happened was when he got removed, Brando was sort of like, "Fuck this! It's not the movie I wanted to do. It's not the guy I wanted. Fuck it! I don't care." But then that guy got sick and all of his fixes came undone and that's what led him being thrown off the best part the warlock's name skip <laughs> repeat it and hope is sitting there going skippy the witch skippy the witch skippy the fucking witch i love it <laughs> yeah but the fact that skip the warlock skip yep. the fucking warlock Oh, it's it's fascinating because it shows just wow. how quickly shit can go wrong. And he, he says uh, at one point, Richard Stanley says, and then at this point, I made another strategic error. I met Val Kilmer. <laughs> and essentially, Val Kilmer was like there, there's a, he was like a just a camp bully. Wow. Like the, the focus puller is sitting there twisting stuff and Val Kilmer sitting behind him. And everyone had sort of their hair and like stuff mm. had grown out because they were there. And he's just sitting there with his cigarette while the guy's doing it burning the edges of his sideburns with a cigarette like there was a bit where the the producer went to talk to him about something Val called for a meeting it was right after Batman came out because Val Kilmer Kilmer played Batman Batman. yeah Yeah. Um, and Kilmer says to the guys like look I don't have a lot of time right now so you're not going to talk I'm just going to say what I've got to say and then we'll be done because I'm just really busy right now so I'm going to talk you're not going to say anything I'm just going to say what I need to say like fucking asshole so it fascinating look at how that shit goes down. Interesting. Uh, also, also the series Wet Hot American Summer, mm-hmm. fucking everything you want it to be, Excellent. and they got everybody back. Every and what floored me, I forgot that Bradley Cooper and Amy Poehler had almost all of their scenes together. And if you were to look from the cast of that, the breakaways from it, mm. Amy Poehler and Bradley sure. fucking Cooper. And then I watched that. There's a thing called. They were the, able to get Janine Garofalo yeah, back. Yeah. Really. Oddly. Huh. Surprisingly enough, oh. um, but they did a. Uh, um, there's a behind the scenes on Netflix, a documentary called uh, uh, "Hurricane of Fun." Mm-hmm. That's about the making of What Hot American Summer. Bradley Cooper got that job two days after he finished school, after he finished the actor's studio. Oh yeah, and missed graduation because he was filming his love scene. Nice. With, but what was fascinating is because of that, I started thinking, like, wow, Bradley Cooper really took off. And I remember the – you've seen the Louis C.K. bit uh, from, from a radio show where he talked about um, if uh, – you know, whenever you see somebody on Inside the Actor's Studio ask a question, like ask Sean Penn. Right. You've seen that, right? Yes. Yeah, and Bradley Cooper asking Sean. I, I, was, I, was, I brought that up to show hope because I thought it was funny. But then it was Inside the Actor's Studio with Bradley Cooper. Mm. And uh, it goes in and James, James Lipton. Lipton is – being very genuine. And he said, people have always asked me who my dream guest for this show would be. And what I've always said is when one of ours gets big enough that they can come out and take that chair and that time has come. Nice. Ladies and gentlemen, class of 99, Bradley Cooper. And he came out and Bradley Cooper is just overweight. He was like, Jim, this is going to be a tough one. Because <laughs> he like, it's, you were my drama teacher. Right. I have now been the one who makes 40 million goddamn dollars a year. Right. Multiple Oscar nominee. But what's interesting about it is I think Bradley Cooper is the exception that proves the rule that Louis C.K. was talking about. The fact that the actor studio is the finest fucking acting school in this country. Yeah. I would damn near say bar none. There might be others, but that's about where it's at. And 
of their graduates to reach superstardom. There's pretty much Bradley Cooper. Yeah. And to think that's how fucking hard it is to make it in that industry. You could be the most impressively well-trained, well-honed fucking instrument Doesn't matter. on stage. There's so much other shit that goes into it. He and looked apart. Yeah, exactly. And let's be honest, Bradley Cooper would be just another kind of workaday doing well had it not been for the fluke success that was The Hangover. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he's it's, so, but he, he again is one of those dudes, seems like a decent guy. So, you know, eh, good for you, man. Good, good for you. Good for you, Bradley. Um, but yeah, the Wet Hot American Summer Show, Chris Maloney fucking steals the whole thing because well, he's course. goddamn Christopher Maloney. Stick team. Who's sung I said, you son of a... Hey there, Mr. Kick-Ass. <laughs> v at fucking... <laughs> Paul Rudd was so goddamn good in it. And everyone is dead on. And Paul Rudd is part vampire because he looks exactly the goddamn same. Of course. And then I, we rewatch the movie with Hope and you get the... Uh, I forgot that Paul Rudd did about the greatest double take in the history of movies. When uh, Showalter walks in with the glasses and the half shirt, and he's looking away, and he goes, <laughs> "It's yes. just a double take on the radio, right. just that wide-eyed, <laughs> fucking great." Um, watch the series; it's it's brilliant, awesome. It's brilliant because it all takes place on the first day of camp. The entire thing is one day, and they have massive amounts of shit going down. Of course, in one day, it's really really good. Awesome. So yes. All right. Uh, oh, and I found my favorite comment from The Onion. The Onion always does uh, strengths and weaknesses for different like athletes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they did one on Ronda Rousey. And one of her downsides was, has less than five minutes experience fighting in the UFC. That's true. <laughs> uh, Don't cry. It's great. Nope. Nope. All right. Oh, so, so today we continue on. We are on uh, spine number three. Yeah. The Lady Vanishes by Alfred Hitchcock. Yep. Um, first off, for a movie that came out in 1938. Yes. Nowhere near as slow and just drudging as normal movies from that time are. No. I mean, granted, it does move a little slow by comparison. There's a lot of shit we don't necessarily need. But it's not a. It's not boring. You're not aware of the length of it. No, I. I'd say the first act, kind of plods. Yeah, kind of drags a little, a little bit, bit, but uh-huh. it, it. It speeds up towards the end of the first act. Yeah. The second. Yeah. Um, I carried along speedily by our, our our brace of good friends. Wink. Yeah. Um, whatever his name is, and whatever his name is. Yes. Yes. Charters and <laughs> Collings. Whatever. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the two cricket fanatics. The two cricket fanatics there. Winky face, Winky buddies. Face. Yes, yes, buddies. Um, and we noticed very quickly something interesting about this movie. Yeah, in 1938, everyone is a complete prick. Yeah. Including, especially, the white people. Yeah. Oh, God. Everyone is... Well, if you're English, yeah. you're a bastard. Yeah, the, the, not just... Because everyone in it was white, but the oh. European... The, 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 the Western Europeans. Not, not, well, no, fuck, just the English. I say, well, I'm not Earth, didn't you say, oh, God, no. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. I'll take I'll, that. Earth, shall we? The cricket. There's only one sugar for the whole... There's only one sugar packet, uh, little... Bowl of bowl of, bowl of sugar cubes for the whole train. Well, I shall use it then. And if someone has the audacity, I, well, I shall look at them quite brusquely. How dare you? Everyone. Everyone Unrepentant douchebag. Yes. Um, but isn't that lovely? 
<laughs> it's just, just lovely. lovely from that moment on. Now, it's um, very Hitchcockian. It is the uh, everybody in the world against you. Yeah. That, you know, what the fuck is going on? Are you? Are you not? What? You know, you wake up, you, you know, somebody throws a paper, you get thrown into a bag, a Hitchcock thing. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, and the early, you know, the the baby steps, for lack of a better phrase. Uh-huh. Of what he would do to a much grander and better scale later on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you you see concepts that, you know, shit like, you know, you'd find in North by Northwest, mm. um, ideas that would pop up in your rear window oh, yeah. and shit like that, where it's the the paranoia, the over, the, the absolute uh, omnipresence yeah. of evil, and uh, the person who is unwittingly trapped in the midst of all of it. Right. And what the fuck am I supposed to do here? Right. This is... Uh, Slight, and the severity of that situation undercut by the, I'll say comedy? Let's yeah. call it comedy. We'll call it comedy. Lightheartedness, you know. Uh, and on Wikipedia, it's described as the greatest comedy thriller of all time. Really? I don't know if it's too much of either. Yeah. But it is entertaining. Yeah. It is a good movie that takes place movie. on a train. Yes. Um, uh, and one of the uh, apparently classics of train movies. Yeah. Well, you know. I mean, we've been doing this, we've been doing this a long time. Yeah. Um, we didn't realize train movies. You know, there was a movie. list of train movies. So there you go. Yeah. We just wrangled our own topic that mm-hmm. we'll never do. Yeah. Train, train movies. movies. That sounds horrifying. <laughs> uh, it's, <laughs> yeah, honestly, everything's a genre. This is one of those. Have you, have you ever heard Pat Oswalt talk about getting a TiVo? No. Uh, he used to he did his bit where he said I uh, um uh, he got a TiVo and back in the day for those who never had a TiVo if you didn't disable it it would j- learn your preferences and then record shit for you wow like seriously you you could I, I, the first time I ever had a TiVo back in the day I had it hooked up recorded one thing and the next day there were like eighteen shows recorded it was ridiculous and he said I recorded this great western the man from Laramie. And Twitter went fucking nuts. There was, you know, little kids, a mustard fart station, and all these stupid things all over it. And I realized it recorded everything with horses in it. Because TiVo, what it is, is it, it the more it, it, it gains intelligence based off what you record. Right. I'd done one thing, so it was like, you like horses. <laughs> you like the, No, you say you like horses. And so that's all he got. But um, this is one of those things where, yes, I imagine you could say that, well, the, everything takes place on a train, therefore it is a genre. Right. The train movie, you know, like Silver Streak, exactly right. the same as this. Exactly uh, the same. Mur- mur- uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Uh, obviously. Cl- yes, obviously. Very obviously. It, the it's, nightmare that is the Polar Express. Mm, never seen it. Never seen it. Just terrifying. saw Tom Hanks' horrifying face it's in it. Goddamn terrifying. <laughs> Dead Eye Animation. The uncanny valley and the lost soul, yeah, on top of the train. Well, you know, that's not mince words wow. here. That is a dead, a guy who died on top of that train. Spirit is trapped on that train, and where maybe going to the North Pole yeah. every fucking year. That's where he's, he's staying. trapped. Where is Zach Bagans to save this man? Exactly, yeah, Prizzy Isley. Exactly. Um, do you need another beer? Yes, I okay. Do. Hold on one moment I while do. I get that. You know what that means, yes. Jambalaya, crawfish pie, and filet gumbo. Son of a bitch, we'll have big fun on the motherfucking bayou. Uh, oh well, now I gotta play this. Hi, honey. Hi, honey. Hi, honey. Hi, honey. Hello. I'm home. Hi, honey. 
Yes, I'm home. Gee, it's great to be Top Gun, but it's nothing like the fun that I get when I say hi oh honey, I am home. Oh, man. That was just a worse idea than Desmond Pfeiffer. Because I can at least... Not, though I don't endorse it, I think Desmond Pfeiffer was a horrible idea. I can just say one term that makes it, okay, well, I can see where they think it might work. Because it was an American black adder. Yes. It's all it was. They just didn't really, uh, didn't really think it through. No, um, no, no. Now, 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 this, when you talk about the, uh, the chappies, the, the buddies, yes. there, oddly, Completely unnecessary characters. Completely, and uh, not part of the story that it was based no, on. The no. wheel spins uh-huh. by uh, Ethel Lina White. Uh-huh. Uh, it was they was the those two were a creation of the screenplay writers. Okay, uh, Gillett and Laudner. What's weird? Here's Laudner, what, excuse me. Here's what's so weird to me about that. It's there is no function for those characters at all. No, I don't know I, what they're supposed to be. But yeah. they became so popular, fuck I, knows why, Yeah, uh, that they starred in three other, appeared in three other movies, two other movies, uh, something like that. They weren't funny. They weren't interesting. They added, like I said, again, added just absolutely there. nothing. They were literally just there. Until one of them picks up a gun at the end. Yeah. Like I say, I do I, believe I, I shall use I'm that. I'm a cracking old shot. Yes. And don't let him hold the gun. He'll kill all of you. Yes. He's a terrible person. Mm-hmm. And I'm just slightly less. Slightly less awfully as him. Uh, yeah, it's... I say it's it, 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 there's nothing overtly wrong with this film at all. No. But it's, it, it's, it's weird because I like it. It moved along nicely. The story was interesting. It unfolded well. It's one that I think could be retold really, really well. Yeah. Um... There was a 79 remake. Okay. And then a TV remake in 2012. Ah, with Tuppence Middleton. Oh, there you go. Most British name in the world. Wow. It's official. Um, but it's so strange because if I, the more I look at it, so many of the characters literally did nothing to service anything. Those two guys. The entire uh, train station the at the beginning. The entire train station at the beginning. Uh, we go, it's one of those things where if the movie was made today... It would begin at the train, like ten minutes into it, yeah, at, like the at first the ten, train. yeah, at yeah. the train. Everyone getting on because them being held up overnight, fairly pointless. Uh, literally, the only thing that occurred in that first bit that was at all necessary was the douchebag with the clarinet, you know, playing the horn with the dancing, Maybe. and they're like, I don't know, because how all that did was establish the relationship yeah, between him and her. Before. They could have, they could have had that same or something like that exchange on the platform. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, waiting that, for the train. That could have been tightened tightened up yeah. considerably. But the whole opening of it, every, the, the number of times you and I were like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> really who fucking people acts like that? Yeah. Who treats another person? I, I it's say, shocking. Yeah, it, really, it genuinely is. Not going for the gag here, but it's yeah. shocking. Yeah. What did you do? Yeah. Who treats people like that? That's a little old lady, man. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? You're not some street tough from Death Wish. Right. You know, God knows what you're going to do then, but uh-huh. you're supposed to be an English gentleman. Yes. I think. He's sitting there trying to describe cricket using... Um, all the sugar, you, apparently, all of the on sugar. board. Yep. Here's the thing about cricket. It is definitely the most British game ever because the words that are used in it are 
the bowler. The nonsensiest things you've ever... Oh, it's a sweetie shop down by the googly-woo. Like, <laughs> the fuck? Um, but he's just... Got, and then the old lady's like, oh, um, could I have some sugar? And he's like, motherfucker. Can't you see I'm talking cricket over here, you old fucking bitch? You have inconvenienced me. Yeah. And literally just fucking mean mugs are all the yeah. way up like... Yeah. Throwing no. shade the no. entire time. Here you fucking go. There you go. Your majesty. Yeah. Oh, all the sugar for you. I'm no, 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 no. Yeah. Fucking Gary. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. When when the old woman, they're on the train and it's moving and they're, they're walking down the aisle and the woman trips into the... Uh, a little bit into the compartment that these two people are in. Instead of being like, oh, our ma'am, oh, God, are you okay? Oh, gee, these trains move. It gets up, closes the door, pulls Close the curtain down. down. Like, yeah. what the fuck, dude? Like, it, it's so weird because there's not even an, a modicum of... Well, of, the dude's traveling with his mistress. So yeah. I kind of expect him to be a bastard. Right. I don't right. expect the two comic relief fellows yeah, uh-huh. to be as prickish as they are. Well, mm-hmm. let's face it. Yeah. One of them to be as prickish as the other one's kind of... The other one's just sort of there. Quiet and handy with a pistol, apparently. Well, what I, what I love is how that... So, for those who don't know, here, here's the basic story. It is... It starts out with a totally unnecessary scene of these characters at some... Train station in a made-up country. Yeah, train station in a made-up country. Uh, there was some sort of avalanche that... That's <laughs> avalanche. Avalanche, because she did correct him. Avalanche. Because she's an asshole. Yeah. There was the avalanche. Avalanche. Yes, avalanche. Avalanche. Fucking. I just met you. God damn you. Fine. We'll send your fucking food up. And this scene is over. This sequence is overlong in every imaginable way. <clears throat> they make the announcement. Oh, no. We've. We're, if you wish to stay at this hotel, you have to book right now. You right. have to get, register right now. And the Brits are the last one. So they get the maid's room. Uh, which has them both sleeping in the same single bed, thinking right. the, this maid, she yeah. means to sexually take advantage of us. What a and, terrible and, inconvenience. Yeah. Oh, goodness, I'm not to be sexually molested by this busty maid. Goodness, what on earth would mother say? <laughs> um, so there, there, there is um, this American woman. We'll go with American. Yeah, uh, it's hard to tell because everyone talks like this at the beginning of it. That <laughs> accent goes like away. Real, on the beat. Everything went away with that real quick. Yeah. So they're, they're stranded and then there's this whole comedy of comedy of errors yeah. of the Brits then going down to the restaurant and they're out of food but this the 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 lady of the titular lady whom vanishes yeah. offers them some cheese, cheese of which the, the last food yeah. in the fucking inn here you go prickosaurus yeah. of which jolly bitch start the jolly motherfucker just yeah. starts wolfing it down the air it's like I say am I to have stuff no no you yeah. can't have any so they go through all of that and then get on the train Fine. oh yeah and then there's that interaction between our main woman. And the guy upstairs who's kind of an asshole. Yeah. Like, starts off right out as an asshole. He's playing uh, the, the most a-fucking-tonal music throughout this movie. Some dude's outside playing guitar and, oh, like, just... And did he get murdered? Yeah, wasn't he? I gathered he was supposed to, he was relaying the message. The oh, spy lady was getting Now I get it. Because she was listening. Okay. And then throws down the tip. Uh, and he's strangled. Okay, now, so, yeah. now I get it. Because I wouldn't have even made that connection. Spoiler. Yeah. I wouldn't have even made that connection if it hadn't been for you because it seemed so unnecessary. I, that's why I couldn't figure it out either. And then yeah. later on, when you discover what you discover, uh-huh. oh, okay. okay. I got it. But, now I'm with you. Yeah, now I'm with you. So that, and, but. Upstairs from them, there's some guy who's playing a fucking clarinet, clarinet while writing he's... shit down while three of the help dance for him. Yeah, it, it, it's straight up like out of 
uh, fucking twelve years a slave. It's weird. Like you're you're dancing. I goddamn want you dancing. And uh, so she gets the guy kicked out of the hotel rather than. Well, first off, the, the, the sends the manager up. Could you please be you know keep it down? And he's like, "This is the music of your forefathers. This was played at a wedding. This is what your parents danced to at their wedding. If you were born in wedlock, which I doubt." Holy shit. That's a way yeah. to greet someone. Thank you. Then um, she gets him, she bribes the guy to kick him out of the hotel. Mm. He just walks into her room and is like, I guess I'm sleeping with you unless you get me back in my room. Ha ha ha. Rape, rape, rape. Yeah, uh, it's a bit much. That's basically what's going on there. It's, it's huh, heavy. Then they get on the train. She's talking with his, before they get on the train, a uh, planner box gets yeah. knocked out of a window and just brains her good. Right. Uh, she gets on the train a little woozy, all that. Talks with this old broad. They go and get tea. She falls asleep, and the lady vanishes. What? What? Oh, I I just now got that. Uh, I just this minute. Oh my god! PC stands for personal computer. I just this minute got that. Um, uh, <coughs> but uh, <laughs> so the lady vanishes, and everyone is like, "No, there's no woman here. No, no. we're talking to anybody." And so she starts freaking out, trying to figure out what's going on. And slowly, because it's a very Hitchcockian thing. The one person who you know is right. Right. Nobody else believes. And then slowly starts building their case and getting allies and all that. Right. But again, these people are assholes. When they go into the luggage... First off, half the scenes in this movie are absolutely unnecessary. They're unnecessary. And I think this movie would have helped itself out by either being... It's a comedy thriller, right? Yeah. Be one or the other. Or, or, yeah. or amp up one or the other. Right, you right. Know, like Clue is a comedy, not thriller necessarily, uh-huh. but there's some violence yeah. or whatever. Yeah, there's some genuine murder. thrills in it. Um, so maybe something more like that. Right. You should make that movie. Make, do that, do Clue Alfred instead. Hitchcock. Yeah. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. it's not his fault. It needed something that wasn't there. Because the comedy kind of undercuts the seriousness of what's going on, right. but then... The, the thrills uh-huh. or uh, intrigue that's going on, you kind of are genuine, genuinely interested in, right? And then all of a sudden, here comes old Scar Cockface to come, you know, be rude yeah. again about something. Yeah, I say he's making fuss. She's making fuss of that. You see that? Oh goodness! She's making yes, such we, a spectacle. Yes, we were enjoying that story. Yeah. Can yes. we not be on you right yeah, now? Yeah, could this could this be avoided? Yeah. So we go to when they they're trying to find where the woman is. So they start searching the train, and they go. Oh, at some point, another, like, the, a woman with a face like a slapped ass shows up. <laughs> the fucking angriest looking broad yeah. in the history of film. Just scowling on the train like, eh, so I'm not the British woman you want to tell. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Shows up. No, no, that's the woman you were talking to. That's the woman. And then they realize, she realizes, no, this is real. This is real. There's a Mexican tea. Swear to God, that comes into play in this. Uh, over a million Mexicans drink this tea. It's just a tea that Mexicans drink. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's just strange. It is. It's very strange. So um, they go and search the baggage car. That bit, because they just go in the baggage car. And it's like, fuck, open everything, play with all of it. Oh, oh look, then it's, then it's someone like, else's pipe. I'm putting this in my mouch. It's like... Uh, Esther's Follies all of a sudden yeah. with props. Yeah, it's like, like oh, we're going to... You know those those hilarious scenes in movies where uh, someone tries on a bunch of different outfits? That's what they did, except it was one go. long take, and you wanted to kill yourself. Pretty much. Because it was just too long and didn't make any sense. Uh, it sounds like we hate this movie, but we really didn't. We don't. We, it's just puzzling. We'll leave that... To Chuck Dynasty. 
That's right. Yeah, that's that's not our that's not our game. Hey, um, we, we know a lot of people, and yeah. these people write into us. Yeah, Chuck Dynasty uh, and Jim, Jim Cotta cover yeah. that the, the, they cut. They they are more critical. They they, they just have a different way of looking at things. That's all they do. Yeah, different different way of looking different at the thing. world. You know, their aspect ratio in the world is <laughs> different than other people. Uh, so when they go through stuff, and then they start fighting this Italian guy, who it turns out is. A magician or singer or, or but he had a singer. lot One of magician for shit. Sure, he uh, can't fight worth a fuck. No, a long long take fight scenes. It looked like a bunch of middle school students were were told to film a fight scene in an afternoon. Yeah, I'd want to say I'd like to say that the British guy's ground game was good, but he kept pulling the guy back on his feet. Yeah, yeah, that's not what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah, just yeah, it didn't like, didn't like then. That was obviously being played for maximum comedic effect, and man, it didn't work. It didn't. It really didn't. But this was really back before they knew how to film that kind of a scene. Like, I maintain they didn't know. It's 1938. Yeah, they didn't know how to film a fight, like a good fight, really until the Thin Man came along. Mm. No, not the Thin Man, uh, the Quiet Man. Oh, okay. Didn't really know how to do it until that came along. And then, even even then, it took them a few more years. Right. I don't don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, it, it's so baffling to look at and just. Ha- but the things that are Hitchcockian about yeah. the story really are engaging. Yeah, they yeah they genuine. This that's is, what keeps this thing going. Yeah. it makes you look past the hey, what's he doing now, Reginald, or mm. whatever obnoxious Britishness is going on. Yeah, through the, through. Their uh, interpretation of British people, right? Not ours. This oh, is yeah. just what's being presented to us. Yeah, and what's being presented to us is awful. Yeah, awful people being uh-huh. awful to each other. Yeah, and everyone else. Yeah, uh, but that j- the the main story that drives through is is good and, yeah. and interesting. And it's weird. We're, the only reason I think we're able to make fun of this stuff the way we are is because the rest of the film does work. Yeah, the Hitchcockian shit engages beautifully. I again, I was watching this like. With there was a little bit of trepidation I had going into this screening because it was like, God, the movies of this era can be so boring, yeah, and so slow and so plodding and drudging and just uh. But somehow, somehow, Hitchcock is able to pull it off wonderfully, and the way it's shot, it's for the most part constantly moving. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Or at least gives you the the idea of motion. Uh-huh. So it it's just not just still shot wide. Here right. we go. Right. And a lot of it too. I think having the sound of the train. Yeah, maybe that's helps it. a lot because a, a lot of old movies you're always con- uh, conscious of the silence because you've got that analog that yeah. popping shit going in the background and it's always. By the way, the Criterion, I got this is the Blu-ray Criterion that I picked up at uh Costco last year. It looks fucking beautiful. Like oh, yeah. this is some of the like the restoration on this hat is off yeah. to you guys because holy shit, you nailed it. Um It's a crisp. It is crisp, beautiful. And it moves, it moves. Yeah. I I think that you're never conscious of breaths being taken. Or anything like that. This is this no, is no. it's a solid film. And it, what annoys me with 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 Hitchcock within the Criterion world, at least, is this: uh, they've only done a handful of Hitchcock movies as Criterion really? ever. Three of them have gone out of print. Uh, for the longest time, 
if you were to come across any Hitchcock movies, it was going to be Notorious, uh, Rebecca, and Spellbound. Those were the three that popped up everywhere because I don't know what it was with rights or anything, but those movies, like, you used to be able to get them. Like, they had them in those bins right by the front of fucking Best Buy. Right. You can get them at grocery stores. They were everywhere. And Criterion had a release of those, I believe. Yeah, they did for a while, and then they out of print. Right. But right now, the only Hitchcock you can get, I believe, unless I'm horribly mistook, I have both of them, are uh, The Lady Vanishes and Foreign Correspondent, which is a ways down the road. Right. I'm amazed that given the cinephilia of Hitchcock and Hitchcock fans, that even though, yes, they are putting out a lot of releases, I've got pretty much every DVD box set that they've done of Hitchcock. Right. Uh, that... They have never been able to work it out for anything but the old stuff. Actually, come to think of it, I think Jamaica Inn might have a Criterion release, but that is just dreadful. Mm. The shit, oh, and 39 Steps. Don't Jamaica care for Inn it. Jamaica Inn done after Rear Window? Huh? Wasn't that the next movie you did after Rear Window? Which one? Jamaica Inn. No, Jamaica Inn. That was, was early on? Jamaica Inn was before he came to America. Oh, okay. Like, there, this is the last one he does before he goes to Hollywood. Is yeah. Lady yeah. Uh, there, there, there is, uh, I guess Hitchcock could be described in two distinct eras. There's uh, BR and AR, before Rebecca and in the year of our Rebecca. Gotcha. Um, it's, Rebecca is uh, the first one he made in America. It's the only movie he made that won uh, Best Picture. Hitchcock never won an Oscar. And here's the thing. I, I need to find this here because I looked it up because I've always been upset that Hitchcock never won Best Director. Right. And so I was like, okay, who beat Hitchcock? So let me see. Uh, hold on. Hitchcock Academy Awards. So Alfred Hitchcock Academy Awards. List of awards and nominations received by Alfred Hitchcock. I should have really had this ready, but, you know. That's right. Fuck it. Okay, awards and nominations Okay, Academy Award. He was nominated for... Oh, Jesus. Uh, crap. Okay, let me just see. Who? Yes. Uh, Teddy's here for you. Greg Guadalajara. Cantor, cantor, Jalisco. Okay, why did Alfred Hitchcock never win Best Director? Okay. So he was up for Psycho and lost... To the apartment. Ooh. Yeah. He was up for rear window and lost to on the waterfront. Mm. He was up for spellbound and lost to the lost weekend. Holy shit. He was up for lifeboat and lost to going my way. And Rebecca won best picture, but had John fucking Ford not done the goddamn Grapes of Wrath that year, <laughs> he might have won the Oscar for Wait, Best Directing. It's, hey, this is man. one of those that you look at and every time. It's Peter O'Toole never won an Oscar. Why didn't he win for Lords of Arabia? Atticus Finch. Oh, shit. shit. Yeah. yeah. Motherfucker never had a chance. You look at it and there's none of those that I say, well, that didn't deserve that. Sorry. The apartment on the waterfront. <sighs> Grapes of Wrath. Grapes of Wrath. Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. And I mean, Hitchcock, there's there's a reason he didn't get it. But you look at all these things he did. So Rebecca comes out and it's the first movie he makes. It gets all these nominations. Uh, it, it, you know, it was a big deal when he came to America. Um, he was working. People don't realize Hitchcock's first job in film. He did border animations for title cards in silent films. Wow. He did. He dr designed the edge, not even text. Just right. the borders for those. That's what he started out as. His first movies, stuff like Blackmail, mm -hmm. were half silent. 
Wow. I mean, they were sound films, but you had like these whole sequences going through where there was no dialogue just because it, people still were okay with silent movies. Right. Uh, and a lot of his early stuff is not that great. I mean, I've got, I, I picked up at a Walmart once, uh, this box set. It's like 24 Hitchcock movies for $5. And it is uh, <laughs> just about worth it. Um, right. It's kind of like that uh, films of uh, David Sedaris. Yeah. It's like, yeah. All of these movies for twenty for, for like 20 bucks. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'll pop one in every once in a while to remember my childhood. Um, <laughs> the, the end of my childhood. Um, but Hitchcock then came to America and that's when shit fucking went off because he he dialed in and that's where you started getting you know hitchcock he's fucking psycho rear window all of that lady vanishes was the big jumping off point for Uh that because it was shit was not going well for hitch no uh -uh. uh, box office this was a massive hit yeah the biggest to that date yeah british film for british films the biggest one to that date. yeah yeah and because of that david l selznick said Okay, I tap yeah. you to come to Hollywood. Right. I think you've got a bright future, kid. Mm-hmm. And damn. But it, it's so weird because of the movies that you could get mainstreamers to pay criterion, right. you know, like non-criterion collectors to pay criterion money for. I'm sorry, if they came out with rear, with rear Window, Psycho, Vertigo, North by Northwest as criterion, yeah, yeah. people would buy that shit. Yes. People would definitely buy it. And a lot of those are ones that you can't get on their own mm. as Blu-rays. I mean, the Hitchcock stuff is a weird one. It's a weird one. It's taken them so long to roll all of his stuff out. That's strange. It really is. I wonder if there's some kind of legal something. No, it's, it's is just because just they, pro- they don't know. They're like, ah, oh, this is probably isn't going to make that much money, so who cares? Um, huh. But yeah, North By and all that I think would do great with just... 300,000 f- copies of Meteor Man on Blu-ray. Yeah, but nope. So many Jerry Maguires. Yeah, yeah. Angers me. Yeah, it just shows you how that shit works. It angers me. Yeah. Uh, but but with Criterion, and when we get to some of, not too terribly far down the road, Criterions, you're going to be like, they can't get fucking Hitchcock. They can get Armageddon on Criterion. Oh, that fu- still fucks me up. Yeah, <laughs> it genuinely does. That presents uh-huh. quite a few challenges for me. Mm-hmm. It for does. show, I'm- yeah. I'm sure Chuck Dynasty. Yeah, him as, I know him, <laughs> as well as I know him, I yeah. don't know what he's going to think. Who knows? We'll find out. Um, but with Hitchcock, it's weird because this is there's so many things where you see the seeds of what he's going to be because yes. the Hitchcock ideal of suspense is to give an audience more information than the characters have and torture them for knowing it. Right. And there are instances of that with the nun yeah. and you know little things where, where he, you can see he's tilting a little bit of the hand towards you, but not enough. Right. He's tipping it a little bit and just enough to fuck with you. Um, there's the idea of uh, the, omni- the omnipresence of evil, it popping up anywhere. Yeah. The most idyllic, everything's fine area can have some shit going on. And that's actually an idea that I've always been fascinated by. And I, I talk about it with my students when we discuss different stories. And I tell them about the way Hitchcock did shit. And I say, um, when you drive by an apartment complex that has, you know, 200 units, yeah. that's 200 closed doors you don't know what's happening behind. Fascinating. That's 200 totally different stories. When you're going through, you know, when I'm at the, work in the, go, go to the Lakeline Mall movie theater because I know the layout of the bo- mm. of the booths and all that. I'm like, there's somebody up there 
whose life I don't know anything about. And I know they're going to have to go upstairs in a minute and there's a little office over in the corner. And right now, something is happening there that I am never going to be a part of. Right. I'm not going to know those people. That's a fascinating subject. It really is. It really is. And Hitchcock nails that more often than not. It's really fascinating when he gets going on it because it's... It's something, you know, the, the, the two things that always fascinate me the most are uh, the genuine origins of things. Uh, as I always go back to, there was a point in time where London was an empty field. Uh, yep. There was a point in time where Rome was, you know, a, campfire. a, a, a single campfire. Um, they're, they're, I, I'm constantly intrigued by that idea that everything started mm-hmm. somewhere, that there's a, a genesis for everything. So... That fascinates me, and the idea of what's going on over there. Not like I'm going to go creep and find out about it. I am the least voyeuristic person I know. Hitchcock's huge on voyeurism. Um, And I think my voyeurism has been supplanted by going to movies. Because I realize, you know, from Rear Window, the biggest voyeur in that relationship is me watching the movie. Right. I've always been fascinated by the idea of other stories, but not in a way that I want to find out without them knowing. Like if I want to no, talk no, to somebody, find out what's your story, you know, what happened, you know, what makes you you, what got you here. It's almost I don't want to know. Yeah, it's more fascinating for me to think it up on my own. Yeah, yeah. Good, bad, or different, mundane or not. Right, right. Just to having lived in an apartment complex as right. long as I did, or or work and build them like I do now. Yeah, uh, or homes or whatever you mm-hmm. think about. That. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm standing on the bones of this house. Uh-huh. Who knows what could happen here? Yeah, I, well, hell, think about it. This, th- like this house, hope and I joke is just a carnival of nightmares because there are so many like, oh wow, there's a hole in this wall. There's mm. there's there's a fucking busted part of this door. Our house. Uh huh. The um, your house is a fucking horror show of this. I can imagine the master bedroom had a lock. On it, really? You had to lock with a unlock with a key. The door frame, uh, the door was damaged. The um, door from the garage in. If you look at the frame, I fixed it. Uh huh. But it obviously had been tried to be had someone had tried to kick it in. Holy shit! So I, I, you know, whatever went down at some point. Your house was formerly very unhappy. Uh, some people in there were were having issues, right? From what it looks like, uh-huh. and it could have been drunk roommates. It could right. have been, you know, just <laughs> I've had a roommate, uh, yeah. actually screw the door shut. Yeah, that's weird shit. Uh, because he was drunk. Well, I, I had like here the weird shit. Like, um, I, I was going to the bathroom, and uh, above the toilet is the, the 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 little hamper. You know, the the yeah yeah where where you put towels and shit. Yeah. And I am massive, so I'm able to put my hand like on top of that to sort of stay on myself. And I just my, my hand was open, and I felt something. There were like two romance novels hidden up there. Oh, that's fascinating. What the fuck? Why did you have to hide those? Yeah, yeah. It's like why before I moved out of my apartments, any a lot of the places I've lived, I've like gone out and purchased like a hardcore porn magazine and just left it hidden somewhere, like. Let them figure it out. <laughs> sure, a new magazine you, ne- you yeah, never used. A new magazine I'd never looked at before, ever. <laughs> just leave it there. Just a, a stack of... mag for them. <laughs> just a stack of pornography in this yeah. room. Like, what is this Puzzling place? pornography. Yeah. Huh? Huh? Wow. Yeah, it, it's... 
Tan Lines Illustrated. <laughs> what? It's so strange when you when you <laughs> get into it because it is that, that what the fuck is going on in there? Yeah, What's behind that door? I know the names of one, two, three, four people on this street. Mm-hmm. I know two on mine. That's it. And they share fences with you, yep. don't they? Yep. That's it's, it. It's fucking weird, man. Mm-hmm. Um you know, little things that, that, that you see now and that. But that's what Hitchcock was obsessed with is what if it was the worst you can think of? Yeah, yeah. But nobody will believe you. Mm-hmm. Because we all have those thoughts. Sure. Oh, gee, it must be a bad doings going on over there. But, yeah. Yeah. So that shit has always been fascinating, and that does fit in here. Now, granted, as we said, this is sort of a prototype of, of what Hitchcock ended up you doing. You can see him kind of playing around with those ideas right. uh-huh. to lesser or greater effect uh-huh. with that comic thing kind of... It's almost like he felt, or I can feel, that, uh, hey, don't hitch, don't forget about the comedy. Oh, yeah. Oh, put these guys in. Oh, Jesus. yeah, okay, now, enter this thing. Hey. While he's really working that uh-huh. that one thing that well, he wants to exploit later on. And, and if you look at it, there there are hints of certain bits of that here and there in some of his work. But he never does that again. I mean, any time that he has a character who's humorous, it's integral. And in some, uh, the closest I can think of work. Well, the two characters they work like fucking gangbusters. Uh, in North by Northwest, uh, his mother, mm-hmm. she is goddamn gold, right? Because um, she and she is the comic relief. Right. She's there's calling him on everything. And then uh, Thelma Ritter in North by Northwest. Mm-hmm. The 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 nurse, she fucking walks with that movie. She is so goddamn good in it. Um, but that is the the essence of it. Is I think this is a movie where he got a lot of it right, but learned what he got wrong. Yeah. And as weird as it is to say, the characters who ended up being the most popular and having two other movies made about them are what's wrong. But there is absolutely no question those characters are what's fucking wrong. Oh, yeah. But that, that goes back to our earlier conversation about Fantastic Four. Yeah. This doesn't work, but there's still money to be made, so exactly. yeah. we'll yeah. do that. Doesn't necessarily mean that uh, these, were, these were a great idea, mm-hmm. but people like it, people pay well, for it. There you go. Because when, when the rubber meets the road, no matter what we like to say, the business of movies is business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, if you, and, and if you have somebody who, as Hitchcock proved... I can make money without doing that. Yeah. Then you get to make money without doing that. But you have, you to, have yeah. to have that permission first. It's a ladder. It's not a, mm. a long jump. Yeah, it's, so it's a fucking climb. The, yeah. It's the pit. It's a climb. Yeah. It's the, what we have said so many times, what I've said so many times before, um, is you cannot let someone write the checks and tell them they can't write the rules. That's right. If somebody is footing the bill for your entire yep. everything, then you are granting them permission to tell you what you can and cannot do Yeah, in and that after, film. And, and after that, trying to get the most or trying to get the most of your idea across or right. your idea, there's where the art comes uh-huh, in. Uh-huh. There's where the maker and filmmaker comes in. Right. How am I going to get this uh-huh. through? Am I just going to fold my arms right. and stand apart from the party and go, uh-huh. fine, I'll just do it? Right. Or, 
you know, like, uh, you know, a director that may or may not have been fired from Fantastic Four. Yeah. Wink. Right. Uh, or are you going to find a way to work through the yeah. producers and just make it happen? Or as much as you can yeah. well, get across your ideas. Because every once in a while you do have somebody like uh, Tarantino with Pulp Fiction hitting it out of the park so hard that I do what I want in my movies. Mm-hmm. No one tells me what to do with my films. I cast who I want. I do what I want. And frankly, it's unfortunate because yeah. there's a couple of examples where somebody else just saying, "Yeah, hey, maybe, Q, maybe, maybe you don't want to make that choice." Right, right, and that that could be helpful. But the, and that really comes screaming through when you have people like uh, Shyamalan because yes. Yes. he nailed it. Then. Okay, okay. Oh, what the oh shit, 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 shit. It's fascinating because he knocked it out of the park and this would be a, it's just, this conversation could be a show in itself. Uh-huh. But and I think we may have discussed this or something close uh, to probably, this before. Yeah. Fucking who knows, five years. Yeah. Uh Shyamalan knocked it out of the park with the first one monetarily, story wise, right. all that stuff. It hit all the sweet spots yeah. for American film uh-huh. goers and everyone right. liked it great. But it kind of as a victim of his own success, they were like, well, well, do more of that. Yeah. Yes. But I want to do no, no, no. Yeah. No, no. This is what brought you to the right. dance. Right. Now dance. Uh-huh. And unfortunately, his was so much more limiting. Like Tarantino, it was just make a cool crime movie. Right. With his, it was you have to make a fantastical tale with a twist. Right. And was locked in with it. that. Uh, but then you rough. also have people who hit like Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. Evidently has just found the exact formula. He, the studios know it will cost X amount of dollars to make a movie with Sandler, and that movie will make X amount of money. Right. So he is locked in. Like the Netflix deal he did, he's guaranteed a bunch of money because they know they're going to get that return on it. Right. Um, so he's able to make shit and just keep doing it and screwing around and doing whatever because he knows he's going to get that return on hey, it. Hey, man, the check's clear. Yeah, and everyone makes exactly. a certain amount of money and yeah. they're not expecting the world. Yeah. I, I hear a lot of criticism about pixels or whatever. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, God people. and Adam Sandler, blind Adam Sandler movies, Adam Sandler movies. Uh, well, that Look, just, you don't have to watch them, yeah. but somebody is. Yeah. And it's enough, enough people are watching these mm-hmm. in one format or another right. because the movie theaters, sorry, Less and less important. Yeah, yeah. Um, I dare say near irrelevant. Right. So somebody's watching them in some form somewhere, and they're yeah. making enough money, whether it's international sales or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really make a fuck if they're not any good. Yeah. Or less than they could do. So many people are paying to see it. It's, right. you know, we can, and now this is finally caught up with McDonald's. We can scream all we want about how awful McDonald's is, but as long as they're making the shit ton of money that they are, Anything we say is irrelevant. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, and now McDonald's, their sales are starting oh. to dive huge. Hey, what I wonder about uh-huh. is, I didn't even think about it until the other day I was driving past a Burger King and it said, 10-piece uh-huh. nuggets, $1.50. Yeah. So if McDonald's has taken it, taken it in the shorts, uh-huh. what the fuck is happening with Burger King? Yeah. I mean, I know they had to move their corporate headquarters to Canada or some shit. Some yeah. shit, I don't know, whatever, uh-huh. just to save money. Right. What the fuck? 10 nuggets for a dollar fifty, and there's profit working in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. What is that made of? Sawdust? Yeah. Pro- uh, uh, probably. Yeah, they've got a Damn fucking it. yeah a computer. Oh, great, hot. <laughs> I mean, they're doing that shit with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it's that as Mickey D's plays around with the idea of table service, where you <laughs> order at the table. 
But, and people just bring it out to you for, so they don't have to hire as many people. <laughs> right, Bernie Sanders? Let's raise that minimum wage. Well, here's what McDonald's needs to do. You know what? Honestly, if I had to put down for my sort of fastish food burger, if I had to choose, because here's the thing McDonald's is not cheap anymore. No. It's no. not particularly fast. Give me five guys. Oh, sure, sure. Because here's the thing five guys has, and, and this is what McDonald's needs to listen to. There are like four things on the five guys menu. Yeah. That's it. And they do them really well. Hey, instead of adding shit, say, okay, we are going to do a regular burger, quarter pounder, Big Mac. Nuggets, that's it. That's it. Five things and, and fries. A chicken sandwich. Yeah. Their fries are on point. There's too much shit that they do shitty. Yeah. You know, start making it good, well, like investing quality. Box. Yeah. I, don't, I haven't been to a Jack in a Box in a billion yeah. fucking years. Yeah. Probably last time I smoked weed, and that was a billion years ago. Yeah. Um, what? What is that? Are those egg rolls? Yeah, a teriyaki bowl. Yeah, what the fuck. Mm. Y- your best thing is the ultimate cheeseburger or jumbo jack. Yeah, yeah. And apparently the tacos that everyone likes. No, they don't like the tacos. They're just two for ninety nine cents. Oh, I see. Well, whatever. Yeah, just make that. Yeah, teriyaki yeah. bowl. What's mm-hmm. the overhead on that? Apparently right. nothing. Paper thin, so. Like Whataburger's able to get away with it because everything they do is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I, I hate their food, but In and Out's got a good idea. They yeah. do like three things poorly, but they only do three. But things. they only do three things, so you don't have a lot right. of shit to overwhelm yourself with. Um, right. Just make sure you know all the code words. You have to wink at them and then shake hands backwards. I'm getting a sticking your pinky devil out a little monster bit. A- angry animal style for the sake of the widow's son. Mm, we mm. have met on a field. We leave on a plane. Um, <laughs> but with, with Hitchcock, he figured out, he hit it, and then with the shit he was doing right away, established enough of a name where it was just suspense. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. the beauty of that is suspense can take any fucking form. It's also the context of when this was made. Yeah, It's yes, easy uh-huh. for us to look back with, with all we already know yeah. and say, well, that's, that's a little light or that's not dark enough right. or this, that, and the other. It's 1938. Yeah. British film in 1938. Yes, yes, uh-huh. Did they kill somebody? Yeah. What? Good Lord, that man got shot. What? Uh-huh. Was he being rude? I mean, just because we are at a point where we are a step away, as The Simpsons said, Fox became a hardcore porn network so slowly I didn't even notice, <laughs> that we're reaching that point doesn't mean that there wasn't a time when it was like, oh my God, that... That married couple is sleeping in the same bed. Right, right. What the fuck will the children think? Um, well, leave it in the film. He says, um, you know, you can't call the uh, the proprietor of this hotel. I'll tell him you invited me into this room. Exactly, and yeah. And she's like, oh, oh goodness. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Where nowadays, you know, he just gets stabbed. Yeah. Yep. And rightly so. Yeah. If yeah. I wrote that movie, he would be stabbed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, yeah. It's... It, it, it's a difference in there, but what's cool about locking in on something like The Master of Suspense, having a title like that is you can make a fucking sports movie. Yeah. And it works. Murder mysteries happen of it a lot. And, and that is an interesting genre to go into. It's not limiting like so many of the other people get themselves stuck with. Yeah. Tarantino, like I said, lucked the fuck out mm-hmm. with what he hit and then hit at a point where he's just able to do whatever he wants. Right. Because Pulp Fiction was massive. Oh, absolutely. And that was one where, yeah, he's got his own ticket Touched set for a long massive. time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's big. 
Exactly. Yeah. You know, James Cameron, he was so, you know, he can do oh, what the yeah. fuck he wants. Doesn't matter. But, it, you know, finding finding a manner in which you can operate that lets you do what you want to do and develop what you want to develop. Shyamalan is one of those, you know, success defeated him. Yeah. There are so many directors that that happens to where it's like, oh, you're cool. Oh, shit. That's, it's that fucking work. unfortunate. Yeah. Especially yeah. in Shyamalan's part because... Mm-hmm. Damn it. Yeah. Guy can tell a story. Yeah, he can. He actually can. He actually can. Yep. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just, uh, he's not allowed to, or he didn't want to. Well, yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know what. Yeah. I don't even know anymore. Yeah. There's, uh, th- there's a lot going on with that. But with Hitchcock, this shows you those seeds that, okay, I can see where this guy could go on to be something awesome. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know? th- there are so many people. Like, you know, you look at Ur- What's so funny is the number that you see that there with, like, like Michael Bay. You go back and look at your bad boys. Totally see where he's going. Mm-hmm. By the way, did you hear that they've greenlit Bad Boys 3? Wonderful. And 4? Yeah. 4, huh? Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, again, people you know, can... Mr. Smith has had a hard time. Yeah. Yeah, recently. People can complain all they want about the Transformers movies. When they stop being the top grossing movies, they'll stop being made. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I won't see them in the theater because, to me, that is a taciturn. Uh, no, that that is a that is an implied implied <laughs> consent. Consent. Yeah, <laughs> like, that is me yeah, saying you're enabling them. Yeah, I'm yeah. okay with this. I will pay to let this happen because right. all of it happens off of fucking hey man box office. And if I'm contributing anything to that, right. then I'm fucking it up. Yeah, I mean, if that if that's what people want to watch, that's what people want to watch. Yeah, I don't look at Hollywood and say you're out of ideas. Yeah, Hollywood says I will be out of these ideas, quote unquote, when you're out of money. Yeah, so I, uh-huh. nobody knows nothing, as right. they say. But uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. if it keeps making money, why would they stop? Right? Why would they stop? Exactly. Exactly. I wouldn't. <sighs> It's just maddening, but that's the beauty of it is Hitchcock was able to make it work while doing his own thing. And that's what we don't, we we can never overestimate, overstate the importance of how a director's name is is made, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. You know, if you make your bones, you make your name as this guy, and especially nowadays, you're going to be locked in. You oh, are yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. nailed. You are branded almost immediately. Yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. I mean, because th- like the uh, the Ferrelli brothers, they made something about Mary. They were locked. Uh, I think it was Bobby Ferrelli wrote this book called The Comedy Writer, that I think would have been fascinating. Would have made a great film, and um, in the end, it just didn't get made because yeah, that's not that's what, not what that you're doing. Bottom, there's no yeah. jack off jokes in it. There's no there's no gross out anything Sad. because. Again, we are letting people who don't understand how it works make the decisions. Uh, those movies did, you know, something about Mary didn't succeed because it was gross comedy. The no, gross no, comedy no. was part of it. It felt like, oh, a movie for adults, there's some junk. But it was an interesting story that was told with a, a distinct style that people right. liked. And yes, it's like the Kingpin. Gr- yeah. Same thing. Exactly. The yeah. It's just all over the, not all over the place, but it's, yeah. it's, it's weird. Yeah. But it's also so shocking comedically uh-huh. that it works. Yeah. Yes, it is. It yeah. does. But that's where we are with it. And uh, again, Hitchcock is lucky that this movie that had all of the elements of his style and his view and how he did shit right. happened to be the one that made it. You right. know? And then 
sprung him to Hollywood where he would then go on to make it yeah. for realsies. I mean, the fact that the first movie he made in America won Best Picture. Yeah. Over the Grapes of Wrath. Yeah, yeah. That's serious. I mean, that's, that's fucking... That's kicking down the door and saying I'm yeah. here. Yeah. Uh-huh, so, uh-huh. So... It's good. It's yeah. good. It is. It is. And I know we made a lot of fun of it because... You know, watch it and you'll see. There's, yeah, there's a lot of stuff to that's make like. Fun of, but ugh. we didn't. There was a time we stopped cracking wise. Yeah. And paid attention to what was going like, on. Okay. Yeah. This is cool. Yeah. This is cool. And, and, you and will part, too. part of that is because they're, they're hit a point where people stop being dicks to each other. So. Yeah. Well, eventually the story uh, takes over and you don't have to, you know. Yeah. You know, yeah. They keep going back to prick one and prick two. Exactly. Exactly. So, All right. Good. So do we think this uh, hits it? Yes. All right. Well, uh, Thank you all for listening, and uh, make sure whoa, make sure you check out our website, www.thefilmthugs.com, and check us out on Twitter and Facebook, both of which we are The Film Thugs. We're also thefilmthugs at gmail.com. You can also uh, email us at thugquestions at gmail.com. That way, uh, we won't know what the questions are until we're answering it on the show. Uh, join us next week when our film will be Criterion Spine number number five, the 400 Blows by Francois Truffaut. And I think throwing into this uh, sort of, not coming of, age, coming of age, but sort of uh, boys in the, like, troubled youth yeah. movies. I okay. think we'll fit into this. Troubled youth movies. Um, so, yeah, check us out on all those. We got sponsors over on uh, the face, uh, over on our website. Yeah. Uh, call us at 512-666-RANT or the underscore film underscore thugs. On Skype. Does that about sum everything up here? a song like Slap a Hoe, which you mentioned by the group Dove Shack, which touts the virtues of a machine that automatically smacks a wife or girlfriend into line. I think that song should be called Saxturbation.